Hey everyone, it's Jeff from MCS Mag, and in this week's podcast, you're about to see how one simple trick that you can add to your training down to the local gun range can drastically increase your chances of surviving a high-stress, violent attack on the street. Let's talk tactics. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. One common theme you'll find among all of our training, from our magazine to our blog, and of course, with all of our full training programs, is the unwavering commitment to only focus on real-world practicality when it comes to prepping for any kind of crisis or attack. Now, this commitment comes out of a common-sense position that you should train the way you'll fight because you're going to fight the way that you train. Unfortunately, when it comes to combat firearms instruction, a lot of what you see out there doesn't follow this same commitment. I mean, just think back to the last trip to the local gun range that you had. Now, imagine, go ahead and look up and down the lane of shooters, and what do you recall seeing? Now, I don't have to be a psychic to know that you probably saw men and women doing target practice, trying to get a super tight shot group on a static paper target, seven to ten rounds down range. But is that really how you think you'll be attacked? I mean, do you really think that a, a predatory street criminal is going to ask you for your wallet with a knife or a gun from 20 or 30 feet away? If you were a criminal, is that how you would ambush someone? Well, not if you were smart, and not if you wanted to make sure that your victim had little chance to fight back. No, in a real attack, you can damn well be sure that some thug is going to be right up there in bad breath zone, hit you with no warning, and when you finally realize that your life is in danger, your heart is going to be in your throat and your hands are going to be trembling. But fighting back may be the only option you have if your attacker isn't satisfied with just a wallet, right? So... How do you make a stand, get to your gun, and engage your attacker in such a high-stress encounter? Well, it's exactly what we're going to be discovering today as we tap into the high-threat pistol training of some of the most experienced warriors on the planet, the Israeli Defense Force. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And back with me today is someone who is becoming somewhat of a regular on our show now, and with good reason, Ron Grobman. Ron, welcome back to the program, man. Hi, Jeff. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, I almost feel like I should probably have an office over here at headquarters with you. But listen, you're everything that you like. I'm, <laughs> I'm really. I want to tell everybody like I'm really excited to have Ron back to have Ron in our network because we're so in alignment on the way that we think, and it's it's always hard for me to find. I think people out there who just think the way that I do. So I've really been uh, loving the interviews that we've been doing here. Now, if you haven't listened to any of the previous interviews that we've done with Ron, uh, this is going to be a really special week because we've got a really deep dive on this topic going on uh, actually tonight for the uh, newer page. I'll tell you about that in here in just a minute. But more about Ron. Um, at the age of 16, Ron became the youngest certified Krav Maga instructor in the United States. And since then, he's attained the rank of first sergeant in the Israeli military and served as the, served in the IDF Special Forces Reconnaissance Battalion as a sniper. 
putting his unique skills to good use. Ron has worked with civilians, law enforcement, and military personnel as a Krav Maga and combat firearms instructor, developing a variety of battle-tested programs for every level of operator. In 2016, Ron founded Tactical, Fit Tactical Fitness, a company that specializes in customized training solutions combining Krav Maga hand-to-hand -hand combat with reality-based firearms tactics. Ron's passion for teaching is evident in every session, and he has the unique ability to tailor his lessons to the individual needs and goals of his students to take their skill mastery to the next level. Now, for more information about Ron and his training programs, make sure that you go over and check out his website at www.tacticalfitnessaustin.com. Now, I do have Ron with me today because this week in our New World Patriot Alliance members area, we're going to be doing a super deep dive on the most critical components that you need to know in order to survive a high-stress ambush attack in close quarters. Now, for those of you that are NWPA members, you'll definitely want to make sure that you head on over to the dashboard, the members-only area there, to make sure you get your questions in now and set aside the time to attend the training workshop that's coming up uh, tonight, I believe it is, as you're listening to this, this podcast. It's coming up tonight. You'll still be able to get the recording if you can't make it live, but definitely get your questions in so we can cover anything that you might have related to high-stress combat pistol mastery. Now, if you're not a member, you can still sign up for a trial today, and you can attend the training. And All you need to do is head on over to www.newworldpatriot.org to see everything that's included there. Take a test drive, and you'll be able to go ahead, and part of that test drive is to attend our training and make sure that you get this information. But regardless, what I did was I asked Ron to join us today to kind of give us a little bit of a teaser of what we're going to be covering in the deep dive that we're going to be doing on close quarters gunfighting. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in now. So Ron, as a former member of the IDF and as a special forces operator, especially working in combat zones that are always under high stress, but especially in close quarters environments, and now you're a full-time firearms instructor here in the United States. And I'm really curious, based upon the training that you got, because I mean, I think the, one of the things about IDF and Krav Maga and the practicality of everything that we that we get out of Israel is that these are people who walk the streets. These are warriors who are going into buildings, who are always in high threat environments from terrorism and attacks and things like that, that are done as ambushes. They are close quarter combat attacks. And so, you know, you guys are always at the ready and you can't afford to use stuff that isn't going to work when you turn a corner and all of a sudden there's somebody there with a knife or a gun or whatever it is that you have to defend against. So, you know, sometimes I think over here in the United States, so many people have weapons here that when it comes to training, that there's a lot of feel-good training out there and it's not really designed for high-stress environments. So the first question I have for you is, what is the biggest gap that you see? Having having trained in realistic for realistic environments, having served in realistic environments, and then coming over here to the United States and being a firearms instructor and seeing the way that most people are training for a real attack, if you will, what is the biggest gap that you see between the way that you've trained and people should be training versus the way that a lot of your students come and or, or other training that you see out there? So just the main thing that I see here in the U.S. is people are, especially when it comes to pistol training, training to be pistol snipers instead of combat pistol operators. And what I mean by this is essentially that people are training on very tight shot groupings, perfect grip, perfect you know trigger place or finger, trigger finger placement, 
perfect grouping, all those things which are nice, but they're not training enough for accuracy. You know, in the end, it doesn't matter if you put a perfect quarter size shot grouping on your target. What matters is that you shoot the target, send a map, do not miss, and stop your threat. That's what matters. So the main thing I see is people are not training for real-life accuracy, but training for uh, range precision, especially in their combat training. Yeah, and you're not gonna. That the whole thing there is that that's easier to do when you're in a relaxed environment, and like you know most ranges are. Most would go to the range and they're they're trying to get a tight shot group, and you know they pull the they pull the paper target down, the static paper target, look to see how tight it is, and that's like kind of their their bragging their bragging sheet of paper there. And um and I'm totally on board with you this. I was actually this is really weird because I was just having this conversation with another firearms instructor who's a really good friend of mine, has worked with a lot of special forces guys, and we were talking about hand to hand combat. And like I've been in martial arts like pretty much all my life, you know, since like early, early um like before I was even a teenager. And um one thing I never understood because I was always training for like a real fight. I, I wasn't really interested in the art side of it as much as I was. I was a skinny kid, you know, like I, I would, you know, I would get beat up real easily. So I really wanted to train for fighting and it never made sense to me. Like when I was going to karate class and I would, I would hold my punch out in front of me and the instructor would come along in front of us with our, with our fists out there and just kind of like, and turn my wrist like a millimeter, right? Like here, this is the right, like this one millimeter is the difference between life or death in a real fight, which I know is just going to be complete chaos anyway. So it's kind of that same thing, right? Like, and I, I'm, I'm totally on board with it. So, so let me ask you this. I mean, obviously you don't have to be a sniper with this be, it, during a high stress attack because you're not going to have your fine motor skills, all those things that allow you to get a quarter size shot group at the range and everything. So all the dynamics of that attack are going to be are going to be complete chaos. So so before we leave, um, so this is the only question in this podcast. Um, I want to leave people with something to to walk away with that they can change their training right now, even if they don't come and take the deep dive uh, workshop they're going to be doing in this. So let me ask you, what is what is so if that's the wrong way to be going to the range, if you're if you're training for a real fight, what is one tip or a drill or something that you can give people today that they can that they can start putting to use right away that will make their training more realistic for a high stress close quarters attack? Um, so I would say you know a lot of a lot of shooting ranges kind of limit you in what you can do in terms of drawing and movement and so on. But you can still induce yourself a lot of physical stress. You might get a lot of funny stares from the typical people that go to the range. But uh, the main thing to do is induce stress. So you don't need a whole lot of space for this. Do 10 burpees, do 20 burpees, whatever you can physically handle. Pick up that gun and put several good rounds on the target center mass and see how accurate you can be. Um, you want to induce a little bit more mental stress. Well, wait a minute. With a shot uh, so, so first, let them know what what is a what is a burpee? Because most people are thinking you have to belch, you know, twenty times before no. you get up. Well, what's a burpee? You might, Jeff. You might belch. You might belch <laughs> from doing a burpee. That's for sure. But a, a burpee is essentially a full body exercise. Um, you start standing. You jump down. Lay flat on your stomach. Jump up. Some people like to clap their hands overhead. You can tuck your jump and tuck your knees to your chest. Whatever your physical ability is. But that's a burpee. It's a full body exercise and really gets your heart rate up 
very, very quickly. Okay. All right. So you, you, you drop down, you do 10 to 20 of those to the point where you're winded some, right? And then jump up and yeah. then grab your, uh, grab your firearm. I know a lot of places don't let you draw from concealment. So even if you just have that firearm, yeah. like on the table or whatever, but drop down, yeah. do 10 to 20 burpees, get yourself winded because that is going to recreate. I mean, look, when you're in a high stress attack like that, your breathing is going to get more shallow. Your muscles are going to tense up. That's, that's, you know, you're going to lose fine motor skills. And so the burpees are going to help to recreate that, that kind of physiological effect that stress will have on you. And that's more realistic than sitting there trying to plink away at, at your, at the bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then essentially, um, once you stand up, you can either just pick up a gun and shoot immediately, or if you want to have add, added to that a little bit extra uh, mental stress, have someone wait with a timer. So as soon as you stand up, you pick up that gun, you have to kind of anticipate, they press that timer, it beeps, and then you put that, uh, put rounds down range. Of course, you can do different ranges, three yards, five yards, 10 yards, whatever you can handle. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like about this is because mentally it does allow, it kind of forces you out of your comfort zone. I think, I think what ends up happening a lot when I talk with people, when they go to the range, they don't want to do anything different than the other people that are there. It's like this social pressure of fitting in and doing what everybody else is doing because one, newbies might think, well, if they're doing it, it must be the right thing. That's what everybody's doing. And number two, they just don't want to look different. They don't want to draw attention to themselves. They don't want to, you know, like like you said, maybe people will give you weird stares if you're doing burpees, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you're dealing with a target that's only three yards away instead of what everybody else is doing at like seven yards away. But you know, I challenge people: one, look, if you're going to go to the range, like like don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Like actually recreate, try and do this drill, recreate the stress, and you know what? Those people that are looking at you, um it's going to force them out of their comfort zone too, because they're going to look at you and think, wow, this guy must be doing this because he knows what he's doing. And, and, you know, you might spur some of them to think, wow, you know, I've always wanted to do one of those, you know, something different here at the range, but um, you know, now that I see him doing it, maybe I can do it too. So you might, you might actually help other people train more realistically to protect themselves and their family members. So get yourself out of the comfort zone, give this, Give this a, a try down at the range the next time you go and see how you perform at that point. You know, um, of course, this is only one of the drills that we're going to be going over. Uh, I've talked with Ron about this stuff before and, uh, his courses are really based on, on realism and, and I can't wait to just really d- dig really deep into this, uh, for the New World Patriot workshop they're going to be doing. So, uh, listen, everyone, go ahead and put this tip to, tr- to uh, to use, but, Make sure that you come back because we have a lot more training on this topic that's going to be coming up in the NWPA Members Only Dashboard. So if you're a member, make sure you get your questions in. If not, go over to newworldpatriot.org, get signed up so that you can take part in the training we're going to be doing. Uh, Ron, thank you so much. I really look forward to our, our conversation tonight, and it's going to be a blast. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. 
You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.